What's up, y'all? This is Byron Kennedy, and this is my podcast, Hot Chicken and Cage-Free Conversation. I worked in the radio business for a while, and then I moved over to the record business for a while, and then I just got done with corporate America. So I did what anybody else would do when they're uninspired and tired of the bullshit. I decided to become a stand-up comedian. And when you're a stand-up comedian, apparently you have to have a podcast because that's what the world needs is another podcast. So here's mine. What's going on, everybody? It's Byron Kennedy. Welcome to my podcast, Hot Chicken and Cage-Free Conversation. Why Hot Chicken and Cage-Free Conversation? Well, because I spend a lot of time in Nashville, and hot chicken is really popular in Nashville. But today, we're not in Nashville. Today, we're in Los Angeles with my good friend, my comedy coach, and my mentor, uh, Mr. Willie Barcena. Uh, you didn't like that, that intro? No, that's the first time you ever called me Mr. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's true. You're usually yelling at me, man. We worked the road together. I swear, this guy is, I mean, listen, I love you, bro, but you got to admit to it. You're a little anal when it comes to how you do things. And I'm like. You could say asshole. No. Oh, no, anal. Really anal. Yeah, okay. No, because you're just really on schedule, man. Like, if you say we're going to meet at the hotel and leave by 8 a.m., we're going to leave at 8 a.m., you know? And I. If for me, eight a.m. is like could be nine, you know. <laughs> and and uh, no, we get well, it. Fuck you. Eight a.m. <laughs> yeah, is nine for you. No, it's not nine thirty. Anyway, man, we've been on the road uh, for about a year and a half now, and I've known you at uh, at different levels. And the co- being on the road as comedians, man, I realize that we are yin and yang in some ways, but still like the circle. Yin and Yang, still together, but Yin and Yang. Yeah, who's your Yang? Who's Yang? I'm Yang, bro. I don't want to be Yang. Who the fuck? No one wants to be Yang, bro. I don't want to be Yang. But how did we get here? I mean, you you're jumping right in, bro. Okay, you're not well, even letting me like. All right, my bad. Well, not, you, yeah, don't, you don't like foreplay, do you? You know, no, that's right, bro. That's you know what? That's why I'm a terrible lover, bro. I am horrible. It's all about me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know? we'll get to that. I'm done. Catch up. Yeah, you're all terrible. Right, so, um, so anyway, Willie. All right. Um, Okay, this is like a Quentin Tarantino movie. We gave you the kind of like the middle of the movie. Now we're going to go to the front of the movie. Oh, yeah, there see, you go. I go like that. See, so, so you just keep jumping in with the, yeah, with the yeah, yeah. Quentin Tarantino shit. Yeah. Right? I was going to give you a resume, man. I was going to okay, talk uh, about what a beast of a comedian you are. 35 years of comedy. 30, 30, bro. Don't add that 30 five. years of comedy, 29. <laughs> uh, and been on The Tonight Show. How many times, man? It's funny because every time we're in a club, one guy will be like, this guy's been on The Tonight Show nine times. And then the next guy, this guy's been on The Tonight Show 12 times. This guy's been on The Tonight Show. And, Ten like, times, bro. But you have Ten- been on The Tonight Show. Yeah, I've been on The Tonight <laughs> okay. Show. We well, see, I count the times I, I count the time that I did The Man on the Streets for him. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. I did The Man on the Streets for him. And so, so I count. So 11 or something. No, that's 10. 10. That's Ten I count times ten. on the Tonight yeah, Show. Yeah, not like a record. No, no, it's not. A, it might be a record, and this is where. What about it, for it, Latinos? Kind of, you see that, yeah, for Latinos. But uh, you know, I don't. I mean, I love being Latino. Obviously, I embrace my Latino uh, culture. But uh, as far as like records, man, there's guys that did like fifty six, um, you know, appearances. Damn. So uh, you know, I remember there was I got I forget the guy's name. He opens up for Frank Sinatra, man. And I was at the Improv, and I was feeling all cocky because I was about to go up before the comedian, and, I, and I'm going to get 
He's a veteran, man, and someone's going to kick me in the ass for forgetting this legend's name. He opened up for Frank Sinatra for like 30 years, but he was on The Tonight Show like 56 times, right? And he, was, he went on right before me, and they go, yeah, coming upstairs, this guy has 56 appearances on The Tonight Show, and I was next. I go, hey, bro, just don't mention The Tonight yeah, Show. Don't <laughs> I said, just say I did Comedy Central, bro. You know? <laughs> but yeah, yeah, many times, man. By but the way, for Latinos... But- Latin, yeah, I think I'm I'm probably the, the the Latino that was on probably the most as a comedian. Help me with the PC game, bro. So I, I like, don't you know. don't want to be I called see, I'm Mexican. Not gonna, You're I, not a Mexican. I, of course I'm Mexican, bro. So that's snuck, why I get confused. Snuck in fair and square. I, I, th- well, <laughs> I hey, thought all my Mexican friends were Mexicans. No, man. Now they're Latinos. No. I, I get confused. Okay, Latino. Because I don't okay. want to offend anybody. You, well, you're not going to offend me because I'm... Okay, I know that some people get offended by the word Hispanic, right? Because uh, I don't know. I don't because use that it, word, yeah. Bro. So I don't, you know, and I, I don't really give a rat's ass, but I'm American of Mexican descent, but that's too much to say. So just to say, uh, I'm a badass dude. But you did, you did sneak in fair and square. I did, bro. So then you are Mexican. I am Mexican. Well, but then I became American. But I became American citizen, dude. So I got it's Mexican American. I, I took the oath and everything, and I'd say, and when you take the oath to be American citizen, you say. Part of the oath is you will pick up arms for your country and defend it against, like, my own people. <laughs> that means if we went to war against Mexico, I have to call up cousins and go, you guys got to, like, start running because there's, like, a bunch of people coming. <laughs> there's a lot of us. Yeah, yeah. Get going. We got tanks and stuff. Dude, so, you, you do a really funny bit about the uh, the, the, <laughs> the, the, the the Mexican-Americans or the Latinos in America want the wall more than, 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 the, yeah. than the white people do. Yeah. Uh, no, this is a bit. This is a bit. Now, I'm gonna, I am gonna. don't like doing this, but you threw me in, so I'll do it because you're going to leave it hanging. We could cut it no, out if you no, want to. No, you have to cut crap off. This guy's no, a genius. No, he can, he's I, probably I, cutting I, it out right now. I, 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 okay, look. Here's the bit. It was during the wall with Trump. I said, white people, you think you want a wall? Mexican-Americans, we want the wall more than anybody because we got cousins that call us up every summer. Hey, man, can I visit? And at least we could go, man, nah, bro, I really would love to, you know, have you come over, but the wall. <laughs> you know? So anyway, that was my bit about the wall. That was my that little bit. jokey joke, man. I love that bit. You actually have a lot of funny bits about yeah, uh, the wall, but uh, I won't yeah. throw the rest of them out there. No, no. You can, you can, bro, you can say them all. I don't give a rat's ass. You can, a new, I want to fuck well, all your bits up. No, bro. You can, look. I don't mind saying my bits. I tell you why. There's comedians that 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 it bothers them, right? But it doesn't bother me because it forces me to write more stuff, you know. So if I if I have to cling on to you know four or five bits, like me, you know, for my <laughs> career, you know, I must be pretty lazy writer, man. So yeah, I, yeah. you can bring up anything, bro. Now you're uh, making me feel really yeah, lazy. But, but I like I like that we told the audience, hey, this is a bit. You know, but, that's not organic because there's comics that cheat, you know, and they'll throw in a bit in the middle of conversation and and I'll be listening to radio or watching television and I'll say, oh, man, that's bullshit. That's a bit, man. But at least we cleared it up. It's a bit. Yo, you just reminded me, my manager, Peter, is always on me. He's like, man, we got to get some stuff out there. We need to, like, take some of your bits and try to get them on uh, XM or get them on Spotify or Apple, like the comedy channels. We need to start putting your bits out there, man. Yeah. Get your name out there. I'm like... What do you need, like two minutes? You know, he's like, no, no I think we need like, like an hour. Like 10, 15 minutes to get it out. I'm like, 10, 15 minutes? Like, shit, that's half my act. I can't, I can't no, part with it. No, can't bro. part with it. You, you know what? I mean, bro, you're, I mean, I've worked with many comedians, you know, and, 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 and uh, but you're one of those cats, man, that I've told you. And I, I don't know why. 
I have no clue why, man, because you're a beast, but I don't know why you you don't want to like you know what this is what you do, bro. This this is my this is my impression of you. This this is this is my analogy of you. You're like this guy that you're teaching him to swim. And as soon as you get to the deep end, you go back to the shallow part. You go, all right, man. Whew, I was gonna drown, huh? Like, no, bro. You were, you were, you were swimming. Like, oh man. Okay, okay. I'm gonna go back. And then, so, anyways, bro. You, you just. Uh, well, here's my analogy of you as a swim coach. <laughs> as soon as I get to the deep end, you hold my head underwater. I put bricks and on my you. My feet can't touch. Because, dude, when I was learning comedy, this guy. And first of all, he is a beast of a coach. Anybody out there who wants to learn comedy, I'm telling you, track down Willie Barcena, DM him. He is an animal of a coach. But you better put your big boy pants on because he's going to beat you up. I mean, he made he had me ready to quit many times, man. He had me thinking, man, I suck at this. Uh, but, I mean, he used to heckle me when I was on stage. I'd be in the <laughs> middle of a bit, and he'd start heckling me. He sent notes up to me from the bartender in the middle of bits. He sent people up to rip the mic stand out of my hand in the middle of bits. Yeah, I mean, I tortured you, bro. Yeah, that's why and, uh, I, I get scared of the deep end, man. And, and, and then uh, I think the rough, the hardest part for you is when you would have a bad set, like a bad night, and uh, and you would and, pile on. No, no, one night you had a really bad night, and not only was it bad from beginning to end, it <laughs> was it was like thirty minute. You did, you did a thirty minute set, and. It was just the audience didn't like you. You didn't like yourself. It was just a nightmare. But I knew I, I go. I know exactly I was, what night you're talking but, about. But when it was happening, I said to myself, "Oh my god, this is such a great set for him to learn." So, first of all, you didn't even want to talk about comedy that night. That night, we kind of just had a, some cold ones to kind of forget about that <laughs> night. And uh, we woke up, uh, and then we're, we're a little hungover, and I called you the next day, and then you go, all right, Willie, man, I'm ready for tomorrow. That, what happened was bullshit. I'm ready. I go, I know, but first we have to go over last night's set. And you Gotta were pissed. watch it back, yeah. You, I was like, I don't, I don't want to delete it. I don't want to ever watch it again. And I said, no, dude, this is the one. This is the one. And we went through every single bit. We would stop. Oh. We're like, 10 seconds. Okay, stop. What'd you do here? And as a young comic... And it take it take here's where you're a bad you're a bad dude, bro. It takes comics some fucking morons out there. It literally takes them sixty times, bro, to learn what you learn in one in one session. And the session was this: Okay, why did you suck? And I'm gonna tell you why you sucked that night. And for you you young comedians, all right, stop being pussies, man. Uh, uh, you know it happens. You have bad sets. Don't blame the audience. Blame yourself, all right? If you have a bad set, hey, you know, like one out of 50 times, maybe, yeah, there's a bad audience. But it's got to be a horrible audience. I mean, those those really horrible audiences are far and few in between. This night, he could have handled it because I handled it. So I knew if I handled it, you could have handled it. So the thing is that you have to, you were, you picked up the energy of the audience because the the energy the, the audience uh what people don't know the civilians out there what you don't know is that the audience takes up a personality of its own all in a group it becomes a real cool guy or this fucking asshole or this guy who's just lazy or this it just takes a person or a guy that's like oh i just i don't have any energy today so that night the audience. Why can't it be a girl, bro? Okay, being, a girl. You know, you're being it, a little it, it sexist was, right now. You're okay, being a little sex. You're gonna get us canceled, bro. Okay, okay. Be like, okay. Well, let's let's go there. Okay, I'm chick. kidding. No, go ahead, bro. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, it's like a chick that doesn't want you. <laughs> 
doesn't want you to bother her, doesn't want to, but you, you know, you're like, you're, you're charming and you say something witty and something funny. And then all of a sudden she's like, starts talking to you. And that's the audience. And what you did that night, which you've never done ever, ever since that day, you've never done it, bro, which you were waiting for the audience to give you energy. And a, a comic that waits for the audience to give them energy is dead in the water. You know what? I've You're died, the performer. I've died that, that death a few times, yeah. Not, 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 not as much well, not as that. Not after you opened my eyes to it that But night. not as bad as that night. That night was like, I mean, you've done it here and there. And then I, that's when you said, take your notes. That's why I send you a note one time. Pick up your energy. Do you in the that? middle of a set, in the middle of a bit, bartender comes up and hands me a note. And I'm like. Fuck. It totally threw me off, right? So I opened it, and it, it, it's from Willie. It's like, pick up your energy. And I play. I was like, oh, Willie wants me to do a shot. And I <laughs> threw the, the note on the little table there on the stage, ordered a shot, did a shot, because I thought that helped me get my energy up. He goes up after me. He's like, that's not what the note said, man. I'm going to read you the note. I'll tell you what the note said. And he just put me on blast. He's like, I told him to get his energy up. Hey, man, he's up here just putting everybody to sleep. Yeah, but you know what? You did you did pick up your energy, but here's where he... Okay, I'm, I'm going to tell the rest of the story to the people out there. Was this about the but, night that no, I shit the No, no, Byron was so pissed that I did that. That you, like, you know, because listen, as a comedian, a performer, I don't care who you are, we all have egos. And your ego got, it got a little, a little dented that night because, you know, I was out there going, There's not, and then the audience was laughing because I showed them the note. I showed the audience a note, and they were cracking up. So... Byron felt like, hey, man, you made me the butt of the joke. But in comedy, it's all fair and love and war, man. You just got, I got to survive. If I got to fuck, <laughs> if I got to step on you to get my laughs, I got to do what I got to do, bro. You know? <laughs> so I got the audience back and they were like, ah! And then I get off stage and I go up to Byron to like shake his hand. Like, look, bro, we're going to learn from this. Byron's like, fuck you, man. I'm done with you. I'm never working with you again. You know what? Because I have a sticker that says, don't be a dick, bro. And then he goes, you know what? Why don't you read your sticker? We're done. <laughs> and then somebody went to go visit him that night. Some lady went to go visit him. And he goes, as a matter of fact, my friend, she thought you sucked. Oh, <laughs> Peter's sister. Yeah, Peter, my yeah. manager's sister was in the room with her husband. And he embarrassed me in front of them. She'd never seen me do comedy. I was like, she's probably calling Peter and going, why are you managing this dude? He sucks. <laughs> but she, the night you were talking about previously. Okay. You talking about El Paso? Yeah, or? yeah. <laughs> This asshole, not only did I completely go up there and eat my nuts yeah. for 30 minutes, <laughs> he goes up <laughs> after me and just shits all over me. As a comedian, when you see your friend, all comedians love this. When they see their friend eat a big one, it's just, for us, because we're, we're dark, we're like, it's, you know, it's hard for us to laugh at things in life because we're always talking trash, but... One of the things, and you've seen me do it, bro. You've seen me have a hard time. Rarely. You, you, but get, I, yeah. you, you, get, you, get, you get the giggles, man, when you see your buddy you know, eating it. You're like, <laughs> look at him. You see, eat. I don't. I'm an empath. I, I'm like, oh, I can't watch this. I got to go take a walk, man. It's like, this is terrible. And so, but he goes on after me and completely just, <laughs> for the first 10 minutes, shits all over me. And he's got the room Dying. Dying. <laughs> laughing, making fun of how bad I suck. Right? And I'm sitting at the bar drinking a beer and I'm like, this motherfucker, man. I'm like, wishing I had somewhere to hide, but I'm sitting there, right? And he goes, Man, where is that asshole? I bet he's hiding in the green room. If I was him, I'd be hiding in the green room. I wouldn't even show my face right now. He's hiding in the green room, ain't he? And the people in the crowd are pointing he's, he's at right, me. He's, he's right, right there. there. He's right there. 
sitting there making fun of me. Oh, my God. And then I said, hey, you know what? I got to give it up to Byron. He's got some balls. He stuck around, man. Look at him. He's right there, ladies and gentlemen. You know what? I don't care how bad he sucked. He didn't leave. He's right there. That was so bad. <laughs> but, hey. Bombing's okay. part of the process, though. Okay. I mean, it is. Uh, okay. Whatever. But that night, that next day, we went over, we dissected the set, man. And I showed you where you 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 give up your power. You know, and, and for the young comics out there, man, which you already know this, when you when you tell a joke and you and you frame it like a question, but it's actually a statement, the audience subconsciously, psychologically knows that you need them, and now you're weak, man. And it's this weird thing. And here's the example I'll give you: like if you say, "Yeah, you know, my kid, man, I I, I hate when my kid talks back, man. You know, you know, I, I don't I don't I don't like dealing with that. I want to put a you know foot up his ass. So I don't have a joke like that. I'm just making something up. Let's just say that's the joke. That's the joke. You said like a statement. My kid, I hate when blah blah. When you start asking for permission to tell the joke, you start asking questions like, "Hey, anybody out there have kids? Hey, <laughs> anybody out there have teenagers? Hey, does anybody out there have kids that talk back?" All that is bullshit. You're a weak-ass comedian. You're a rookie. You're a novice. And you're asking for acceptance. Every question that you ask, you're trying to say, I'm part of you, right? I'm part of No. Stand on your own two feet with your statement and shut the fuck up and tell your joke. You don't need to, and, and that's what we went over that set. And I was going, bro, you, you keep asking them. Keep asking them. Hey, does anybody here like this? Does anybody, you know, hey, has anybody ever broken up with somebody? No, fuck that. You just tell them, look, I broke up with my chick, man. We're not talking. Blah, 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 whatever it is. And that's way stronger than, than, uh, but like I said, bro, you would learn things like fast, man. I mean, cause I work with some monkeys, man. I've had comedians and I've said, I've, some comedians that I've, that I've had to tell them like for the, okay, man, for the 19th time, bro, don't ask questions. Oh, I did it again. You know, I'm like, yeah, bro. I'm like, God damn, you're exhausting. <laughs> and uh, and and you, man, you're like, bang, bang. You know, I mean, I think you went to a club two or three times, the same club, and they're they're already talking about bringing you back as a headliner. You know, they're yeah. like, and and that's a fact, man. You know, and I've only seen that happen a few times. It happened with Gabriel, the fat boy. You know, you know Gabriel Fluffy. Of course, yeah. Happened with him. He's an animal. And it uh, it happened with Fluffy. You know, that, that, uh, I mean, same guy, Fluffy with Felipe Sparza, man. Felipe. Felipe. Yeah, Felipe picked it up right away, man. And then, and then you, bro. And then, and you, 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 and. Damn, and thank if, you. I'll take being but, mentioned but, in, the, in the same sentence with those two. No, but you know breath. what? Thank you. But get this, man. As, and, and they're, you know, Felipe's my boy, bro. And, 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 you know, me and Gabriel, you know, whatever. But you picked it up, uh, faster than anybody, bro. Like, Damn. like, quick i was like thank you i was like well you you definitely helped helped uh help me do that you know i was laughing i, I was listening to a podcast felipe was on he was telling stories about you back in the day he called you a, a comedy bully comedy. And, uh, <laughs> he told some stories about you just and how how you would coach him and i was i was like that's cool man we have something in common there man the comedy bully <laughs> I, I don't want to think you taught me lessons too, bro. You want yeah, so this dude worked for me in radio. So this thing's gone full <laughs> no, circle. No, no, we just kind of jumped right into this thing and just da, 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 da. No, no, we no, haven't no. slowed down no. and like eased into this hey, conversation of yeah. who you are and our history right, and all right, that. Hey, but quit, it's case free conversation, right? There's no 
We're just we're we're free range right hey. now, but we're running all over them. No, all Quint, them. Quentin Tarantino, man. Let's go back to the beginning. No, yeah, let's but, go back no, to no, the beginning. Uh, what, what, uh, I did the intro, right? Did I do the intro? Yeah, you did an intro, bro. Yeah. I'm yeah. not gonna have a podcast very long, I don't think. No, okay, here it is. I know what you taught me. <laughs> one of the one lesson you taught me, and I I stuck by this. Uh, is you said, don't coach me, Willie. I don't mind you coaching me, but don't coach me after you've been drinking. <laughs> that's or, the one. Or yeah. right after I get off stage and I still feeling the burn. Yeah, yeah. That's so. I, I'll. That's the one. I kind. I, I was working with this girl, and she goes, Willie. Didn't you tell me that you weren't going to coach anymore <laughs> when you've been drinking? I go, I, I, but you know, I was drinking, so I kept going. But uh, you know, no, it's one of the lessons you taught me, bro. I've calmed down with that a lot. Right. I, I was like, I'll wait. I'll go, wait. To, We'll wait I, till I, the next day. When you shit all over me in El Paso, I remember two things. I sit at the bar thinking, A, I'm glad I have my hepatitis shot because I'm getting shit on for real. And two, fuck this guy. I'm never talking to him again. And then we had to do morning radio the next day at 6 a.m. Oh, yeah. And I drank my pain away. Yeah. Uh, Willie drank my pain away as well, I think, that night. So the next day, we're doing radio at like, we got to get up at 6 a.m. And I'm so pissed at this dude. I was so pissed at you. You were still mad? Yeah, I wasn't even talking to you, remember? So in between breaks on the radio, he pulls me aside. He goes, all right, bro, listen, man. Because I'm a dick, all right? It's like (laughs) I suffer from a disease called dickitis, all right? I had my dickitis flared up last night. He goes, but you know what, man? You know why you're going to be a beast of a comedian? He goes, because you have thick skin. And what I did to you last night has broken many men. But you hung in there, and you're going to go back tonight and kill it. And we went over that set, and I went back, and you you killed, bro. I mean, you I killed. Don't know if I'd say no, killed, but you, you had, you compared had a, to the bomb. No, no, man. You had a, okay. Okay, let's just say let's say a great set. Yeah, thank okay. you. That's yeah, because kill is another level, man. It, it, it's it's used, you know, too often. But yeah, you had a great set. I mean, it's better to let someone else say you killed. By yeah, the way. so that's you true. say it. It's when it's like comics singer, are like, man, I just killed. Yeah, it's like, but did yeah. you? Yeah, you just had an okay set, but um. Well, let's let's go back to the beginning, bro. Okay. It used to be my... So the, I, so Willie and I's relationship... By the way, for those of you wondering, so the podcast is generally music producers, writers, artists that have hit songs on the radio, number one songs, um, different various people in the music industry in Nashville. But since I'm a comedian, I also want to have the ability to have comedians. Um, Willie, as my comic coach and mentor, is the reason that I landed the record deal with BMG Nashville uh, to do comedy, but then also which the, the record deal led to the podcast, which is why I have the podcast. So I'm not going to ask Willie to come all the way out to Nashville since we're both doing a show here in uh, Burbank yeah. tonight. So yeah, thought, that's right. Anyway, that's why we're not in Nashville. We normally are in Nashville, and that's why we're here. So Willie, I hired him to do radio what, 20 years ago? About 20 years ago, yeah. He didn't know shit about radio. I hired him to be my morning guy because every time he'd come to Sacramento, he'd sell out the punchline. You couldn't get tickets to his show. I would always go to the show, and the dude just made me laugh. I thought he was a brilliant comedian. I'd fucking crack up, and I'm like... And then he would sit in with my morning show, and I would laugh my ass off going to work. Uh, But I'm like, man, this dude's so good on the radio. He would be a beast of a morning guy. So I approached him about uh, coming over and doing mornings on our hip-hop station, KSFM in Sacramento. He didn't know shit about radio. So I had to teach him radio. 
He was an animal. I think he was number one in ratings for a couple of years. How long yeah, did that yeah two and a half years. Two and a half years. And so I taught him radio. Before now, you fired me. Yeah. <laughs> I taught him radio, and, and he, he's teaching me comedy now. But, but the, yeah, I did fire him. I had to fire him. So, uh, But we're still friends. That's, what's, that's what I love about Willie. I mean, I, I fired him, and he's like, yeah, bro, I get it. I get it, man. And he's like, you want to go get drunk or what? <laughs> like, we were at lunch when I fired him, and we did. We went and got drunk. Yeah, we did. Um, but, you know, hey, I had fun. It's something that I, I wanted to do to test out, to check out. You know, I, I mean, who doesn't want to try out radio? It was fun. I was good at it. I just wasn't good at waking up at 5 in the morning, you know. And, uh, yeah, I don't think I'll ever be good at 5 in the morning, man. You know, and it was... Uh, well, yeah, but why did I fire you, bro? I mean, well, because I started sleeping on the job, man. Like, we, you would cut breaks. <laughs> you would go to commercial like the staff with like my my uh, the, the the co people the, the guys that I work with uh, would say all right the everybody what are they called what are they, what are they called <laughs> bro the side monkeys man they would say like hey uh, we're gonna be back you know after this break man all right we, we, me and Willie will be back after this break I say yeah we'll be back and then well no you skipped the, you skipped what, the steps so he, we uh, moved him to Sacramento but he was away from his wife and kids. He was like, man, he was gonna, he was gonna leave, and we're like, man, we gotta find a way to keep him. And I said, well, what if we build a studio in your house? Now this is, you know, before you had all the technology you have now, where you can ISDN and well, I, yeah. I guess we did have an ISDN yeah. line, but it's people do the radio from their bedroom now because of COVID and shit. But but the technology's been there a little while. But we're talking twenty years ago when it wasn't like that. But we had a, we went and installed an ISDN line in his house, built a studio in his basement. Plus, he had a hard time getting to work on time, let's be honest. And I thought, well, if the studio's in his house, maybe he could get to work on time. Still didn't work. So Yeah, it's a long walk, bro. We would come back from the commercial <laughs> from the break, to and the there'd, be, there'd be no Willie. We'd come back from the commercial break, Willie, where you at? Willie, there's no Willie, man. All right, we lost Willie, so we'd, the show would move on without him. This happened a couple of times. Willie's like, man, I don't know. I think something's wrong with the mic, bro. I don't know. I, I must have hit a button. It's all fucked up. So I fly an engineer down. Engineer would go check all the shit out, come back. Everything's fine, man. Everything's working good. All right, cool. A couple of days later, come back from the commercial break. Willie. Willie. No Willie. Call Willie after the show. He's like, man, bro, I don't know this fucking equipment, man. This shit ain't working right. So I fly an engineer down there again. Engineer would come back. Man, everything's fine. I, I don't I don't I don't know what he's doing wrong. I don't know what what he's what the problem is, man, but I don't get it. So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go down there and look at this studio myself. So I go down, I'm like, Willie, show me the studio, man. I've never seen it. He's like, Oh yeah, come on down, man. It's down here in the basement. I go down in the basement, I see a fucking cot with a pillow along the wall and the mic blankets boot blankets in the <laughs> the mic thing is like stretched all the way down, pointing at the pillow. Yeah. And I'm like, now I'd be covered in my this blanket. This asshole is asleep, man. <laughs> I would go, all right, man. Kids are fair, man. I love you. We're going to play the greatest hits all time. We'll be right back after these messages. <laughs> and then I would wake up and I'm like, oh, man, it's 12. Oh, oh what dude. do I say? And then I would call. I'm like, oh, I would panic. All right, I know what I'm going to do. I was, I'm just shit ain't working. You know, I would say this equipment is just, this is, uh, you know, you said you got you to gotta bring better wires or some shit. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, bring some duct tape, man, <laughs> and some electrical tape. We got to fix this shit. So yeah. that's how we got to know each other. 
uh, through radio. And we were just always, uh, we're always uh, touching base back and forth. And here where it is, man, you were a big wig in the radio world. And then you became a big wig in the country world, like, you know, traveling all over. But then you called me one time. I don't know if you remember this, man. And you're like, Willie, man, I love all this. I love what I do. But I just, I'm not vibing, man. I, I think, what do you mean? And you're just like, I don't know. I just, I don't like what I'm doing, man. I, I like it. I remember you like, but I just don't feel like, I, I want to try stand-up. And then I said, well, let's do it. And then, uh... We actually had that conversation he, twice. He actually told me to do comedy. Ten years ago. Twenty years ago yeah. in my office. He's like, come on, man. I'll teach you. I'll take you on the road. I'll, I'll help you get some opening spots with me. And I didn't have the balls. I was too scared, man. I, I wanted to do it, but I didn't have the courage. Um, uh, 20 years later, you just went for it. Oh, oh. Okay. The first time this guy ever went on stage, we said, well, this is, our, this is our, our big, our, another big fight we had. I go, okay, let's go to this club, man. Um, everybody goes to this club in Long Beach to work out material. It's, it's a, There's comedy clubs, and there's places where you go work out stuff. And the audience knows that you're working. So they're real cool audience because they're not expecting to see you at your finest. But it's they a like, step up from yeah. open mic. Oh, a step up from open mic. Right. Well, for sure. But So I had never even done an open mic. Yeah. So we, yeah, he's never been on stage ever. So we go to this club where the audience is really cool, like, they have this, like, bohemian vibe to him, you know? Like, they know that um, comedians are going to try material. Anyways, so I signed, I, I told, uh, I asked Byron, I said, hey, man, you're going to try out, uh, you're going to go on stage tonight. Because this is where we disagree with the conversation. I said to him, you're going to go? And he said, yeah. When we get there, he says, I didn't say I was going to go up. I said, what did you say that you said? I said, I'll go watch, take it all in. Think about the material, come back next week, and go up. Okay, that's not what I heard. In my head, what I heard is I'm going to go up. So I sign him up, and the guy who manages that room comes up and is like, Byron, your time to go up. And Byron goes, I ain't going up. I ain't going up, man. Hell no, I'm not going to go up. I go, well, you said you are going to go up. He goes, fuck you, Willie. Like, this guy gets, gets angry. He gets hot. He goes zero to fucking 100 like that, man. So I'm like, all right, bro, fucking have to get so crazy. Calm the fuck down. So I said, look, I'm going to show you how easy this is. I'm going to go on stage and talk about the chair. I'm going to talk about stuff that, I, stuff that I haven't even written. I mean, I'm going to just make shit up. So I, the, I tell the guy, hey, give me Byron's spot. I go, and he goes, all right. So I go up there and purposely talk about things that I've never talked about in my life. And obviously, I eat a dick, right? It's not, it's not very funny. But I get off and I go, look, dude, am I dead? I go, am I hurt? I'm still alive. So they didn't like me. Who gives a shit? I tried it out for me. So he goes, he sat there. We drank another beer and a couple of comedians went up. They're working out material. So obviously some of their jokes suck. Some of them didn't. And he goes, you know what, Willie? Man, I'm going to do it. So he goes up there and he tries it. And... uh it wasn't Look, great. Okay, he sucks a big dick. He was horrible. <laughs> Let's just say the truth. The truth is he was fucking nauseous. He was exhausting. He was terrible. But the fact that he went up there in the spotlight, held the mic. Okay, when he got off, we went outside and we were jumping like fucking little, like little schoolgirls, man. We were so excited that he did it. We, you would have think somebody just offered him a HBO special. Yeah, you know? and we celebrated like, like accordingly. We yeah. celebrated like I'd just done something. Yeah, but I knew that I broke the seal. 
I walked through the fire. I knew that I could do it at that point. I'm like, all right, well, I can at least, if I, I went up there and I tried, didn't go well, but I did scratch out a little chuckle here and there, just enough for me to hear that I was like, yeah. I'm hooked for life. Like, I want more of that. I want to hear that the way he gets that, which no, man. that's hard to you're, get. You're, but. You know, and, and what I like about you, bro, is like how serious, how seriously you are about the craft. Because I've seen these guys that, I don't mention names, man, but it, like, it, it, it's de- it's it's depressing, man. That that they don't take the craft like it's soulful, man. Comedy has got to be like in your, in, it's got to flow through you, man. Like a like a, like a spirit. You can get any monkey to okay. Remember this joke. Now go tell a joke, and then you get laughs, and then you think I'm a comedian. No, man, it's so fucking spiritual, like. You got to be in your in your body in your zone as you're talking. You're feeling what you're saying. You're actually feeling what you're saying. If you're saying, "Yeah, man," and me and my girl, she laughed, man. And it's almost like when Richard Pryor tells that joke about his wife leaving him, and he's and he and you can feel Richard's energy when he says. Yeah, and I told my wife, if you want to leave, you get the fuck out of here. I don't need you, but you better find another way to leave me other than that front door, because if you leave me, I'm going to kill you, bitch. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you feel his pain. Like, I'm not going to let her go, you yeah. know? And, and then, but she ain't leaving in this car. And then he shoots his car. <laughs> yeah. He shoots the wheels. He goes, you better find some hush puppies or some shit, but you ain't leaving in this car. And I shot the car. And he goes, and I shot the car. And the tire went, ooh. I mean, you feel. <laughs> yeah, he you did. can, And that's what yeah, young what comedians don't. What do. You know, but what young comedians don't know is that you have to feel what you're saying. And that's why when me and you write, I always tell you, fuck funny. Let's not write funny. Let's write shit that happened in your life. We'll worry about the funny later. Like right the, now, going to the dentist. Like, yeah. <laughs> he told me that yesterday. Look, write all this stuff down about going to the dentist. Don't try to make it funny. I always forget and try to make it funny, and that's why sometimes I think I hate writing. But, dude, I went to the dentist. What are they doing in these dentist offices, man? I want to start a new game where you record your dental visit. Yeah. And then you take some clips of a porno, and you play it for people, and you say dentist office or porno. Bro, this guy, I swear to God, my dentist, I don't know... First time I've seen the dude. I'm telling you. This is what he was doing while he was fixing my tooth. All right, open your mouth a little wider now. Okay, okay, good. Good. Okay, yeah, just like that. Yeah, he was way too into it. He's like, all right, move your tongue. Okay, move your tongue. Just relax your tongue. Just relax your tongue. Good. Good. That's good. Relax your tongue. Relax your tongue. And then he had this gauze shit, right? And instead of just sticking the shit in my mouth, he goes... All right, now I'm going to put this here in the back of your throat. Now, if that if that activates your gag reflex, you just let us know. Just let just tap with your hand if, if you're gagging. That's good. Okay, that's good. And then I'm thinking, what is the fucker in the room next to me thinking, man? Like, is he blowing this dude for a better fucking price? And then the poor woman in the room next to me is going, oh. Oh, the dentist over there is like, oh, I know, I know, that hurts. And I'm like, she's taking it up the ass. I'm blowing the fucking dentist. Like, I, I think that the two were in on it. I think. Do you think you'd get so bored working at the dentist office? You're like, hey, wait till you see what I do to this guy. Okay, less, a uh, little less tongue. Bro, That's good. I think, okay, I think that 
is a way of looking at it, but I also think you have sexual issues, bro. Why, maybe I want to blow my dentist? I don't know, bro. I mean, I've gone to what the dentist. What would you do if I had your mouth wide open? I, know, I was like, but, less but tongue, I, Willie. But I don't, think nobody, put no, I don't think nobody else takes it there, bro. You're the first one that I've ever heard. I mean, we've all gone to the dentist. I've all gone we, to the dentist. Well, we, no, we, we I'm all, not the first one. This fucking guy's the first one. He was the one perving out on my mouth, <laughs> talking like that. He was like, ooh, that's... That's good. <laughs> he didn't even have a dental assistant. You know those? He didn't even have one of those. He just had the fucking thing hooked in my mouth, and it was like hung as a dude. It was like I went to the supercuts of dentistry. By the way, I don't know what the, it was like in a strip mall. Dude, you better hope your dentist doesn't hear this because he's gonna fuck you up next time. Oh, that's if, true. If you ever, ever listen to this, he's oh, gonna, you think I'm going he, back, bro? The guy. But, He's verbally gonna, molested me, he's man. He's gonna make sure he doesn't put any enough I, anesthesia on your ass. I'm not going back. Like, that ah. guy verbally molested me, and he was doing it on purpose, I think. And I know if the people in the lobby could hear him, they they were probably two or three people left. They were like, "Man, fuck this." <laughs> I don't know. That's why so many men die. Uh, like the numbers for men dying are, are 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 you know men die ten years before women, or women last longer because women will go to the doctors, bro. We will go when something really fucking hurts. I know. Like I let this tooth go for like two weeks knowing it was a problem. No, and, and because I let it go, it caused all kinds of problems. No, and I think that's that's just how men are. We won't, like, I won't go to the doctor until something's fucking hurting. I'll be like, Doc, what's that? And he goes, I don't know. I hope it's not malignant. <laughs> <You know? laughs> You're like, can you take it out? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, okay, well, enough about my fucking dentist. Didn't you say that, Dennis, we were talking about this last night. You said dentist, like, oh, that, that profession has the high, what'd you? highest suicide rate is dentist, man. What I, do you think I, that I, is I, about? But I can't connect the dots on that one. Like, I could connect it if maybe um, you're a bus driver, right? Because, like, it's, it's so, you know, or, uh, you know, just you're driving and just bored. You know, driving, I guess, would, would bore me to death. But Dennis, I don't see... The connection. I, I wonder why. I, I, I would like to know why. Is it because you torture people and you like inside you feel guilty? Maybe. I mean, I'm surprised I, it isn't the patients that kill themselves. When I got that bill, I was ready to kill myself. Yeah. I spent $7,000 to get verbally molested by a fucking weirdo. Yeah. You're right. I can't go back to this dentist now. No, nah, he's going to fuck you All up. right. So when we wrap this thing up, man, uh, usually at the end of the show, when we're in Nashville, we eat hot chicken, Nashville hot chicken, and they got, like, some spicy-ass chicken. They have a chicken there called Poultrygeist. Usually the guests say, no fucking way, I'm not touching Poultrygeist, and I'm usually the only one that eats it. But since we're not in Nashville and I couldn't get chicken, Uh I got chicken burritos. (laughs) You racist son of a bitch. I got chicken tacos, (laughs) too. You bring burritos because I'm here, you son of a bitch. Why can't I have regular chicken? Wait, why does it have to be because you're here? Why can't it just be because they have good burritos in in, uh, L.A.? No, actually, I was like, I should get a burrito for Willie because that other joke you have (laughs) about the chimichanga eating motherfucker, I don't know. So, anyway, bro, the the sauce. Son of a bitch. The sauce, I said, can you give me, like, the hottest shit you have? Oh, hell no, bro. You like hot stuff yeah, anyway. That's why this, this dude, this, this is how ever go on a road trip with this guy, he's going to take four shits <laughs> an hour. Hey, okay. And it drives me insane. Okay, okay. First of all, let me just say this. We're, we're driving to Vegas back and forth, 
And these guys had a heart attack every time I had to say I have to stop. You know, you had to stop in Baker. Uh, what's all those little cities between here and, and Vegas? Dude, we did Vegas for three months. Every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or Sunday, Monday. It was Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Three days a week. So, this so is every week we're driving to Vegas. We're there three days, driving back for like three months. Okay, and this guy would be an asshole. He Every time I'd have to stick, stop to take a piss, he'd be like, dude, really? We have to, you have to pee again or you have to take a crap again? Like, for two months, he was just being a dick. I was like, no, He'll that's not true. He'll stop at an exit, take a piss, no, he'll get or, back on the freeway. want a sandwich. Now. I'm like, you, we just stopped. Okay. Get on the freeway. Hey, bro, you okay. hungry? You want to hear karma? Can we get a sandwich? You karma? Here's, here's how karma is so beautiful. This guy calls me. He goes, Willie. You know how I always tell you not to, not to use the restroom from Vegas to L.A.? He goes, I was saying, I'm going to go to Vegas to L.A. without stopping. And he crapped his pants. <laughs> <laughs> he got, When he told me that story, I was so happy. He goes, dude, dude, I was trying to hold it. I couldn't do it, dude. I couldn't make it to the next one. I go, what'd you do? He goes, I crapped my pants. <laughs> I was like, hell yeah. Dude, I was flying. <laughs> I was like, fuck it. If I got to get a ticket... All right, hey, I don't know which one's the hot, but it's all about hot chicken well, burritos this is, this in this is, case. <laughs> is it good? It's a good burrito. This is hot as fuck, though. Is it hot as fuck? Yeah. All right, well, this is anticlimactic here. No one wants to sit and listen to us eat yeah. fucking chicken burritos. So we said goodbye. And you didn't even get that mad about the... Uh, it's all right. There's the whole reason I did it was... You look, I'm hungry. Asshole. He didn't care because he knows he likes burritos. <laughs> that's fucking why. So, bitch. All right, man. Uh, so that's it. Thanks for listening to uh, Hot Chicken and Cage Free Conversation with Byron Kennedy and my good friend, my comedy coach and mentor, Willie Barcena. <laughs>